Welcome to the MAM Vault, live from the Media Hub on RiotRadio.ca. We're your hosts, Zach Campbell. I'm Kim Shugobin. This show is all about music, local talent, industry news, and most importantly, fun. Today, we'll be interviewing the rock band Cigar Club, specifically Tyler Booth. Awesome. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, but for the first little segment, we're just going to talk amongst each other. Second segment, we'll bring him in. And obviously, the third segment, we will continue with him. So Kim, how are you doing lately? I'm good. How are you? Coming to the end of the semester. Pretty excited. Doing good. We have uh, less than less than a month away. Yes. So um, stress is building up a bit, but um, the workflow seems to be okay for now. How are you? Honestly, it? I made a little checklist of all the assignments I have left. So That's good. just checking them off is so just mm -hmm. relieving, honestly. And you have you have a presentation in uh, two weeks. I do. Quite are you, nervous. Are you prepared? Are you ready? I mean, it's a 20-minute history presentation, so I'm doing my best. And what's your uh, what's your genre? EDM. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, is there a specific part of it you're focusing on? I'm doing the newer decades, so okay. like 2000s to 2020. Are you going to mention Daft Punk? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. It's definitely. a key artist in every decade. Okay. So uh, other than school, how was, how was your weekend, even though it's, it's just Wednesday now, but I don't think we got a chance to talk? Honestly, right now, my weekends only consist of assignments. <laughs> Working. Yeah, to be quite honest. How about you? Um, it's, I've tried to, I try to balance up my time so I have like that, like that mental health benefit. Yeah. So um, the work has been all right. I try to balance it because I, I work outside of it as a soccer coach too. So um, I've been all right, been all right. But um, as you know, as the semester is nearing, the workflow is uh, starting to get a bit disrupted and there's a lot piling up. I've been curious about that. Have you played soccer your whole life? Uh, I, I've been playing since three years old, and I was on the road to play professionally. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what OPDL is? I do not. It's the Ontario League, um, and I was engaged in that, but then I tore my meniscus, so I came to an end. And so since then, I've just been coaching soccer. Yeah. Since playing it could put me at risk, so that's where I still get to enjoy my passion. Yeah, at least you're still involved in it. Yeah, so school-related, we have a second flashback newsletter, if you want to brief me on that quickly. Yeah, so I'm subscribed to it. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe through flashbackdurhamcol.wixsite.com. Mm -hmm. I read through the articles. They talked about a few albums, specifically Breakthrough's last event. It was an open mic event. Um, Jessica Brown, who's a first year, she wrote an article. It was really cool. She got some quotes from Mel, who's also in first year. So if you want to see how it was, from the performance point of view, I would go take a read. Um, make sure you subscribe. You'll get it through email. You can also just go through their Instagram page and subscribe through there as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know if they're hosting any other events soon? Breakthrough? I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm sure our class will be the first one. Hopefully yeah. a second mic since we talked about it last week, but yeah. I, uh, I missed the last open mic, so I'm definitely excited to go. It was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Another. And well, we were talking with Evan before. So I'm not, I'm not an F1 person, but can you tell me a little bit about that? I am an F1 enthusiast. Okay. I've got into it in the past like year. I've always, Cars, know that movie? Mm -hmm. Always been always. one of my favorite movies. Which one's your favorite, Cars 1, 2, or 3? Definitely 1. Okay. Definitely 1. How would you rank them then? Where would you place 2 and 3? Probably in the order it came in. One, two, really? Yeah, I think but two so. 2 is like, whatever, we're not going to get into Okay, that. okay, okay. That's, yeah, okay. Um, but I've always... In the past year, I've just been like keeping up with it, and I realize mm -hmm. it's actually exhilarating to watch it. Have you ever watched it? Uh, not really. Like, if it's, for example, like I'll see like clips on YouTube or something like that, but yeah. I've never like fully been into it. So, Probably. do you have a do you have a favorite car, favorite model? Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Is there a specific type? No. No, just any Ferrari. Any Ferrari. Any Ferrari. Yeah. When so before I got my first car, I really wanted a Honda Fit of all cars. Um, but then I, 
I settled with a Mazda 3. Wow. Yeah. Mazda, that's fancy. Mazda. And then uh, I got a speeding ticket oh. a week ago, but we're talking oh. about music here. Um, so that's going to be fun to resolve. Were you listening to music? What I was listening to music. You want to know what song I was listening what to while I was happening? Don't You by the Pussycat Dolls when I uh, got pulled over. So wow. That was, uh, that was definitely an experience. That's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are going to come to a music break here. But after that, we're going to be interviewing, obviously, Tyler Booth and the Cigar Club. They are a local band. Um, from Ontario, Canada. Some of the members growing up in Newmarket, Richmond Hill, East Gwillimbury area. Um, Tyler Booth is the drums and percussionist. Yeah, like Zach mentioned, coming up after the music break, we'll be interviewing Tyler Booth from Cigar Club. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on social media at DCSA Media Hub, and you can follow Cigar Club at CIGR.club. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can follow us at MBM Vault. We're going to play some music. Here's Dark Market by Cigar Club. From the, from the live from the media hub on riotradio.ca. <laughs>
Welcome back to the NBN Vault. I'm your host, Zach Campbell. I'm Kim Shugobin. And beside me is... Tyler Booth. Of course, from Cigar Club. So we're going to get straight into it. Um, you want to give us a little brief description of yourself and also the band? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm the drummer and percussionist in Cigar Club. Um, Cigar Club is a band that was formed about seven years ago um, with myself and the three other members, Dan, Jeff, and Trevor. Uh, yeah, that's that's a little <laughs> little summary right a little there. Summary. We'll, we'll definitely dive more into it. So how did you guys end up meeting? How did we end up meeting? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we met in our hometown. So it started at an open mic, actually. Uh, Dan reached out to me and he wanted to start a band. At the time, I was playing with another band and I didn't have a lot of time on my hands. Uh, I was at school, a lot going on. Uh, he ended up finding Trevor at that open mic doing uh, playing Gravity by John Mayer and uh, linked up with Jeff. He was working with Jeff actually and his uncle at the time. And uh, they formed Cigar Club without me <laughs> initially. Um, I was the original drummer that they wanted mm. though. Uh, and they went through a few drummers, a couple drummers uh, over a couple years. And uh, I ended up reaching back out to them uh, to see if there was maybe any opportunity. And it, it worked out. And we started creating music and uh, it's been history ever since. They realized that they were missing out on the, on the best drummer there. I guess so, I don't know. <laughs> the other drummers were really great ah. too. Uh, they're personal friends of, of mine and cool. I love them. Awesome. I have a question for you. So your band name is Cigar Club? Yes. How did you guys come about choosing that name? Well, I wasn't part of the yeah. consulting process of that. Uh, I think uh, that name, from what I remember, came from their first drummer, Simon. And uh, I think the guys, they were just in their garage, jamming, trying to figure out what to call themselves. And uh, Simon just said, what about Cigar Club? And I think it, at the time, it, it aligned with everybody's influences and what the band was trying to be at the time, kind of blues rocky, um, laid back, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody agreed. And that's a that's very <laughs> rare thing in our band that everybody agrees on, on one thing, so. Is there a specific message that your band is trying to portray? A specific message? I, I would say, you know, keep keep rock music alive, keep it strong, keep it authentic. Mm -hmm. um, just in our experience, and you know, listening to mainstream radio and and going through the music scene, there's a lot of bands and uh, a lot of content out there that I feel like is trying to sell something other than what they are, or they're trying to. Um, market themselves in a way that uh, is quick likes, uh, quick content, mm -hmm. and, and not really taking time to fully express, express um, you know, the creation and the process of, of music and, and rock music. Uh, for us, we're trying to be different. Definitely, we're not trying to have you know, cookie cutter structures in our songs or trying to have people tell us, you know, how to make our songs or we need to structure songs certain ways because that's what the media is going to like. 
we just want to create something that's authentic to us. That's, that's, awesome. that's a great answer. Yeah. So you guys have released a new single called Dark Market. Yes, Dark Market and Ocean Potion. Ocean Potion, Potion yes. Uh, how was, can you give me like a description of those songs, what they mean? Yeah, so those two songs were created by our singer Trevor. Uh, we actually have two main singers, Dan and Trevor. Mm -hmm. uh, Trevor, for the most part, has been the primary songwriter on a lot of our songs. And uh, those were two songs that he came up with and brought to the band almost in their entirety. So he had the whole structure ready to go. He had the lyrics. He kind of knew what they wanted, uh, what he wanted them to be about. Uh, Dark Market is more of uh, it's, I mean, I wish he was here to explain <laughs> it, but for the most part, it's, uh, I feel like it's, it's a take on, you know, there's, there's lyrics in there about witches. There's lyrics in there about, um, kind of like a self-loathing and walking through the city and maybe not being happy with what's going on in okay. your life and um coming out the other side changed okay so it's kind of like the song is somewhat telling like a story like you're setting a yeah, atmosphere an atmosphere and ocean potion is very similar it's kind of two sides of the same coin it's very melancholy um sad uh, it's about about relationships. It's about um, reflecting on past experiences and reflecting on yourself, and you know maybe what could have been. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's my interpretation of it. I didn't write the lyrics, so I can't really give you the the deep dive. But yeah. So then, if you weren't a part of the writing process, can you give us a brief rundown of the instrumental process? Yeah. A hundred percent. The instrumental process for those songs, uh, like I was saying, started with uh, structure of the whole song. Mm -hmm. Trevor came with the whole song. And we started building on top of that layer by layer. Um, some of the structure changed as we progressed and figured out where the lyrics would sit. Um, I know that from the beginning of writing dark market it was definitely something special uh th that one main riff in there was really heavy and it seemed very experimental at the time and so i think we all kind of brought our expertise to the table and wanted to make it very authentic in each of our writings in that song so for me i do a lot of different stuff that i normally don't do on our songs. I know Jeff as well has a little bass run in there. Um, harmonies that were slightly different and Dan uh, taking his guitar playing to a whole new level. Uh, in terms of Ocean Potion, that song is very chill compared to Dark Market. And uh, that approach was just keeping it very laid back, um, conservative, but bringing it um, higher and uh, more impactful on the choruses. And at the end, too, there's a whole section where I use this ocean drum and it kind of represented uh, crashing waves. 
Okay. And I thought it was suiting for the song Ocean Potion. And it kind of brings you to, like, if you close your eyes and you think about it, it really does yeah. sound like you're walking ac across, like, a shoreline yeah. or something like that. And that's, so. that's great. Yeah, I listened to the song, and I heard the waves in the background. I was like, wait, this is good. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's actually a drum. It's like a round drum that has beads in it. Yeah. And you start to move it around, and just the way that the, the beads make contact with the, the drum skin, it sounds like a, a wave. That's yeah, cool. it's unlike anything I've ever heard before. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of moving away from that, we're all in the music program, and mm -hmm. we learn about something called factor funding. Yes. Um, have I read in your bio that your band went through the process of factor funding? We did. Um, I think that was back in 2020 or 2019. We went through the factor process uh, with the juried sound, or not juried sound recording, sorry, the artist development program. So that program uh, helped us fund our album, Day Now. And uh, big thanks to them. Uh, it was definitely a learning process for me. Uh, my background is not in music business, so I had no prior knowledge of what was required. Um, I did all the research myself, and uh, we ended up being successful in, in getting that grant to help That's, us out. And what was what was the type of grant, if you can remember? So it's a artist development grant. At the time, I believe it was $2,000. Now it's a $5,000 grant. Wow. And uh, you can apply to get that grant if you have released music out no longer than I think two or three years. So after that point, you're you're yeah, you're not capable on uh, to apply to that grant. Um, but the process on that was, uh, you know, we basically had to construct a business plan of how we're going to use the money, where it's going to be allocated, and proof and documentation of um, that we're actually going to use the money for what we laid out in our plan and then updating them as we went and uh, writing a report about where it actually went and why we made those changes and how it's impacting our career and how it's benefiting uh, the future of the band. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for talking to us up there. Um, coming after the music break, we'll be going more in depth with Tyler Simbasadis and also Cigar Club. Don't forget, you can follow us at DCSA Media Hub and MBM Bolt. And if you want to link your social real quick. Yeah, Cigar Club, It's our handle is C-I-G-R dot club. That's Instagram. Awesome. Yes. So we're going to play some music. Here is Soul by Cigar Club, live from the Media Hub on riotradio.ca.
Welcome back to the NBN Vault. We're your hosts, Zach Campbell. And Kim Shugobin. And Tyler Booth. All right. So before, um, we were just talking about a brief history of you and the band, and getting mm-hmm. to know you a little bit. So now we're going to start talking a little bit more future. Do you guys have any upcoming shows? Yeah, we do, actually. This Saturday, we're playing Sudbury okay. with a band called Fortunate Losers. It's their album release show. They're from Sudbury, and uh, we played a show with them at Gusapalooza Music Festival earlier this year, and they invited us, us out to play in their hometown, which we're very uh, happy for, very grateful for that. Um, and so that's November 25th, and the next show we have this year is in Toronto at the Bovine. Okay. And that will be happening on December 8th with a band called Drop Top Alibi and another band called Excuses Excuses. They're actually local to Oshawa. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Maybe we can try and get them on the show then if they're uh, That would be really cool. Here. Yeah, they're, they're cool guys. And what venue is the Sudbury one being held at? It's, uh, it's a tavern. I think it's called the Townhouse Tavern. Okay. Yeah, we've never been to Sudbury before, so it's very foreign to us. We will uh, <laughs> discover how Sudbury is this Saturday. <laughs> so you mentioned you played festivals. Have you played a lot of festivals before? Is that something you guys try to... Uh, yeah, we, we try to do it, I'd say, every summer. Like, there's a festival season mm-hmm. that happens every year. Uh, we've been getting more and more involved with local festivals uh, in the last three years, I would say. Um, some of the stuff that we've played, Aurora Palooza, Gusapalooza... Uh, Voodoo Rock Fest. These are some of the ones that come come to my head. Uh, but yeah, we try to play as much as we can. Um, we try to we're trying to get into new festival slots as well yeah. to uh, touch on new fan bases. Do you have any past shows that you're proud of or have the most memories from? Yeah, for past shows, the show that we just played in Toronto with this band called Ready the Prince. It was their album release show. That was an awesome show. Uh, that was at the Hard Luck. Uh, we've been following those guys for a really long time, and it just happened to work out that we were able to open for them and uh, finally meet them. They put on an amazing show. Uh, that would be the most recent one. In terms of in our whole history, we played a show back in 2019, 2018 uh, for North by Northeast, and that was actually curated by Ian DeSaw from Billy Talent. Oh, cool. And so we were able to meet Ian and uh, Billy Talent was there. Uh, it was a really surreal experience. And um, we were definitely the small fish on that bill. And it it changed our perception of what we had to do and, and what was required to continue as musicians. Those are two very memorable shows. I have a question for you. I'm not a live performer, so how does it feel for you when you play live at the shows or the festivals? Uh, live performance for me is it's exhilarating. I love it. Uh, it's, it's a performance art for me. It's like I can go on stage and fully be myself, um, whatever that means. <laughs> but it's also, too, it's kind of like, you know, I get to prove to myself when I go on stage. Uh, 
like what I'm capable of doing. And, uh, it's, it's always, uh, it's practice. It's like, you know, this is what I've been practicing for. And every time I go on stage feels great. I get to connect with our band members, but at the same time I get to connect with the audience and that's a whole other level of connection. And, um, yeah, it's great. I just, I love playing. So you just briefly touched upon audience. Do you have any memories or any um, instances where there might have been any, um, well, not trying to, how do I word this? For example, like, do you know how some audience members will run up on stage and cause havoc and whatnot? Yeah. Do you have any stories with uh, any audience members? Uh, we've never had anybody run up on stage, but I do remember this one time we were playing a show in Toronto at the Great Hall. And at the end of the show, we wanted to do a merch toss into the audience. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we were there and, and Dan had the shirt and we like coordinated this thing that Dan was going to throw the shirt into the crowd and somebody was going to catch it. And the way that the Great Hall is, is it's all like a floor and then there's a balcony section. <laughs> and at the end of the show, Dan gets the shirt and he's like waving it in the air. He's like, who wants the shirt? Who wants the shirt? And he throws it and it just goes up into the balcony where nobody <laughs> no is. <one> <laughs> yeah. no. It was so funny. <laughs> I feel like after that, there would just be like awkward silence. The shirt's just hanging up there. Yeah. Looking at we it. ended up like grabbing it and then giving it Throwing to somebody it. <laughs> afterwards. But it was, it was funny. That's such a good memorable moment, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Do you guys plan on traveling as a band or you want to stay more local in like Toronto, Canada? Yeah, we've, we've kind of discussed this a lot. Um, we do just like staying local, but ultimately the goal is to branch out, right? Branch out into the States, branch out to the rest of Canada, branch out into Europe, uh, branch out as, as far away as we can go. Um, we focus primarily in Toronto because we're from Toronto we're from around Toronto and it's just easier for us logistically to play shows there but we do want to branch out and uh, we do have a lot of shows lined up outside of Toronto coming up uh, in promotion for our new songs that we just put out cool so I, I actually have a personal question for you um, yeah so, so some of my favorite movies of all time are drummer movies which includes sound of metal and whiplash. whiplash have you watched either of those i've i haven't watched sound of okay. metal but i watched whiplash and what were your thoughts on that whiplash was an amazing movie in the perspective of the drummer mm -hmm. i think in the perspective of a musician it was also a great movie yeah. that that movie actually influenced me when i was in my old band i played in a metal band and i watched that movie and I was so inspired. I stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning writing lyrics to the song that we had wrote, but we didn't have lyrics for. And I finished it. I wrote all the melodies and stuff and I shared it with the guys. And I don't think I would have been fueled if I didn't watch that movie to, to do that. Yeah, that's a, it's a great movie. And I always remember like the final sequence where uh, um, Fletcher is going yeah. like this with him. He oh, keeps yeah. going crazy on the jump. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's great, like the suspense and just, it's like, a, it's almost like an underdog movie. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not, he's not good enough. And then he just proves it all on stage that like nobody's going to mess with him. Yeah. So you just mentioned you released a few new singles. Are you guys planning to go on tour or anything like that to promote uh, those singles? Yeah, we actually just put out a post recently. Um, we're calling it the Dry Run Tour. And uh, we have about nine or 10 dates 
booked right now. So starting this Saturday, we're playing Sudbury, and then we're playing Toronto on the 8th of December. Going into January, we're playing uh, Toronto, Hamilton, Barrie, Oshawa, Peterborough, uh, Niagara, and awesome. Hamilton. Did I already say Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, so a bunch of spots uh, from January into March. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And along with that tour, I know you guys just dropped the two new singles. Mm -hmm. Do you have any talk or anything in the works for a new EP or album coming out? Yes, definitely. These songs, we haven't announced it, but these songs are part of a larger project that we have been working on. Um, we've been playing some of the shows or some of the songs uh, in our live shows, but uh, we haven't really promoted them yet besides Dark Market and Ocean yeah. Potion. But they're coming. They're so, definitely coming. Considering you guys are a band, and I know that Whiplash personally inspired you, is there any specific artists that may inspire you and your band members? Yeah, I'll start. I don't want to speak for the guys. <laughs> um, I'll speak for me. I'm, I'm really influenced by uh, 70s rock. So I like Led Zeppelin. I like blues rock around that era. <clears throat> I grew up listening to that type of music. Really instrument-focused, musician-focused. Uh, but I also love... 90s music especially like the grunge scene mm -hmm. of the 90s and i'm into modern rock as well uh some bands that come to mind like crownlands uh i also like ready the prince that's one of the bands uh we played with um uh what's that band royal blood royal blood i think i've, I think I've actually heard of them yeah royal blood they're they're a great band um but yeah i'm just I'm influenced by a lot of music, uh, but primarily I like the 90s and, and 70s stuff. Okay. I know the guys in our band as well, they are influenced by that type, but each one of us has like a specialty almost. Like I'm more into the heavier stuff. Trevor's more into the folkier stuff. Mm -hmm. Jeff's more, he's more well-rounded, but he, he likes to play a lot of funk sometimes. And Dan's like really like blues, blues at heart. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. I feel like that's such a cool dynamic to watch you guys make music and mm -hmm. you all kind of have like different inspirations. Yeah, it's sweet when it all comes together and it works out. Not so much when it doesn't work <laughs> out because, you know, everybody's trying to pull in one direction. But when you find that common ground, um, it really is special. Do you guys typically get along or is there like often altercations? I think uh, nowadays we typically get along. Yeah. I think we learned that being in a band is like being in a family yes. where you're not going to agree. You may not even like each other for a majority of the time, <laughs> but you have to learn how to live with each other. And you also need to be very empathetic and understand that this is just another person who's trying to do the same thing um, that you're trying to achieve. And you know everybody's commitment and opinions matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes that's hard when you're in a room and you're not getting your way and you take things personally, right? Like I'm, it's, it's happened to me. It's happened to all of us. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's great. So I've got one last question for you here. Um, we were talking about how you and your band members like different things, correct? Yes. I know you guys are a rock band, but would you guys, 
um, consider branching out and trying maybe another genre, or are you guys going to specifically stay rock? I think we'll definitely stay rock, but in terms of what type of rock mm -hmm. that is, that's questionable. I would say some of the new songs we're working on are a little bit more progressive yeah. in, in a sense, but there's also very bluesy stuff. So you got blues rock, you got progressive rock, you have um, hard rock, and uh, but I don't think we would ever change uh, the rock aspect yeah. of like our that's music. That's who you guys really are. Yeah, we might do softer stuff. Like we we've been kind of talking about maybe doing some acoustic things, oh, cool. um, some softer like folkier stuff, uh, but it it hasn't really picked up. But I think we are all interested in evolving our sound over time and not sticking to one, uh, I guess, formula. Is there any final words you want to give us or the audience before we close out this show? I would say stick to your dreams. Continue <laughs> working as hard as you can. Nobody's going to give you what you want. You have to go out there yourself and put in the work, make friends, and enjoy the process. Very inspirational, almost, almost shed a tear there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of our show for today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. Don't forget, you can follow us at DCSA Media Hub at NBM Vault. And also the Cigar Club at CIGR.club. Here's Like, like White Flats and Winner by Cigar Club. Point us out live from the Media Hub on riotradio.ca. Walking off pavement into stars Wonder how could it be so scenic in the dark Sick in our hearts have been for long Not for long, you said it not for long In the car said it softly on the side roads better probably there's this game that I played inside my own head I wish to be here instead but I've got no pain 